0: Section five of a budget of Christmas tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Stave five. The end of it. Yes, the bedpost was his own. The bed was his own, and the room was his own best and happiest of all the time before him was his own to make amends in he was so fluttered and so glowing with his good intentions that his broken voice would scarcely answer to his call he had been sobbing violently in his conflict with the spirit and his face was wet with tears they are not torn down cried scrooge folding one of his bed-curtains in his arms they are not torn down rings and all they are here i am here the shadows of the things that have been may be dispelled they will be i know they will he had frisked into the sitting-room and was now standing there perfectly winded there's the saucepan that the gruel was in cried scrooge starting off again and going round the fireplace there's the door by which the ghost of jacob marley entered there's the corner where the ghost of christmas Present sat there's the window where i saw the wandering spirits it's all right it's all too it happened <laughs> really for a man who had been out of practice for so many years it was a splendid laugh a most illustrious laugh the father of a long long line of brilliant laughs, <laughs> I don't know what day of the month it is said scrooge i don't know how long i've been among the spirits i don't know anything i'm quite a baby uh, never mind i don't care i'd rather be a baby hello hoopa hello there he was checked in his transports by the churches ringing out the lustiest peals he had ever heard clash clash hammer ding dong bell bell dong ding hammer clang clash ho oh, glorious glorious running to the window he opened it and put out his head what's to-day cried scrooge calling downward to a boy in sunday clothes who perhaps had loitered in to look about him eh returned the boy with all his might of wonder what's to-day my fine fellow said scrooge to-day replied the boy why christmas day it's christmas day scrooge said to himself i haven't missed it the spirits have done it all in one night uh, hello my fine fellow hello returned the boy uh, do you know the poulterer's in the next street but one at the corner scrooge inquired i should hope i did replied the lad an intelligent boy said scrooge a remarkable boy "'Do you know whether they've sold the prize turkey that was hanging up there?' "'It's hanging there now,' replied the boy. "'Is it?' said Scrooge. "'Go and buy it.' "'Walker!' exclaimed the boy. "'No, no,' said Scrooge. "'I am in earnest. "'Go and buy it, and tell him to bring it here, "'that I may give them the directions where to take it. "'Come back with the man, and I'll give you a shilling.' the boy was off like a shot i'll send it to bob cratchit's whispered scrooge rubbing his hands and splitting with a laugh he shan't know who sends it it's twice the size of tiny tim the hand in which he wrote the address was not a steady one but write it he did somehow and went downstairs to open the street door ready for the coming of the poulterer's man the chuckle with which he paid for the turkey and the chuckle with which he recompensed the boy were only to be exceeded by the chuckle with which he sat down breathless in his chair and chuckled till he cried. He dressed himself, all in his best, and got out into the streets. The people were by this time pouring forth, as he had seen them with the ghost of Christmas present, and walking with his hands behind him, Scrooge regarded every one with a delighted smile he looked so irresistibly pleasant, in a word that three or four good-humoured fellows said, Good morning, sir, a merry Christmas to you. And Scrooge said, often afterward, that of all the blithe sounds he ever heard, those were the blithest in his ears. He had not gone far, when coming on toward him, he beheld the portly gentleman, who had walked into his counting-house the day before, and said, Scrooge and Marley's, I believe, it sent a pang across his heart to think how this old gentleman would look upon him when they met but he knew what path lay straight before him and he took it uh, my dear sir said scrooge quickening his pace and taking the old gentleman by his hands how do you do i hope you succeeded yesterday it was very kind of you a merry christmas to you sir uh, master scrooge yes said scrooge that is my name, and I fear it may not be pleasant to you. Allow me to ask your pardon, and will you have the goodness? Here Scrooge whispered in his ear. Oh, Lord, bless me! cried the gentleman, as if his breath were taken away. My dear Scrooge, are you serious? If you please, said Scrooge, not a farthing less. A great many back payments are included in it, I assure you. Will you do me that favour? my dear sir said the other shaking his hands with him i do not know what to say to such munipha don't say anything retorted scrooge come and see me will you come and see me i will cried the gentleman and it was clear he meant to do it thank ye said scrooge i am much obliged to you i thank you fifty times bless you he went to church and walked about the streets and watched the people hurrying to and fro, and patted the children on the head, and looked down into the kitchens of houses, and up to the windows, and found everything could yield him pleasure. He had never dreamed that any walk, that anything, could give him so much happiness. In the afternoon he turned his steps toward his nephew's house. He passed the door a dozen times before he had the courage to go up and knock, but he made a dash and did it. Uh, "'Is your master at home, my dear?' said Scrooge to the girl. "'Nice girl, very.' Uh, "'Yes, sir.' "'Where is he?' said Scrooge. "'He's in the dining-room, sir, along with Mistress. "'I'll show you upstairs, if you please.' "'Thank ye. He knows me,' said Scrooge, with his hand already on the dining-room lock. "'I'll go in here, my dear.' He turned it gently and sidled his face in round the door. They were looking at the table, which was spread out in great array, for these young housekeepers are always nervous on such points and like to see that everything is right. Uh, Fred, said Scrooge. Why, bless my soul, cried Fred. Who's that? It's I, your Uncle Scrooge. I have come to dinner will you let me in fred let him in it is a mercy he didn't shake his arm off he was at home in five minutes nothing could be heartier but he was early at the office next morning oh he was early there if he could only be there first and catch bob Cratchit coming late that was the thing he had set his heart upon and he did it yes he did the clock struck nine. No, Bob. A quarter past. No, Bob. He was full eighteen minutes and a half behind his time. Scrooge sat with his door wide open that he might see him come into the tank. His hat was off before he opened the door. His comforter, too. He was on his stool in a jiffy, driving away with his pen, as if he were trying to overtake nine o'clock. Hello? growled scrooge in his accustomed voice as near as he could feign it what do you mean by coming here at this time of day i am very sorry sir said bob i am behind my time you are repeated scrooge yes i think you are step this way sir if you please it's only once a year sir pleaded bob appearing from the tank it shall not be repeated i was making rather merry yesterday sir now i'll tell you what my friend said scrooge i am not going to stand this sort of thing any longer and therefore i am about to raise your salary a merry christmas bob said scrooge with an earnestness that could not be mistaken as he clapped him on the back a merrier christmas bob my good fellow than i have given you for many a year i'll raise your salary and endeavour to assist your struggling family and we will discuss your affairs this very afternoon make up the fires and buy another coal scuttle before you dot another i bob cratchit scrooge was better than his word he did it all and infinitely more and to tiny tim who did not die he was a second father he became as good a friend as good a master and as good a man as the good old city knew or any other good old city town or borough in the good old world some people laughed to see the alteration in him but he let them laugh and little heeded them for he was wise enough to know that nothing ever happened on this globe for good at which some people did not have their fill of laughter in the outset and knowing that such as these would be blind anyway he thought it quite as well that they should wrinkle up their eyes and grins as had the melody in less attractive forms his own heart laughed and that was quite enough for him he had no further intercourse with spirits but lived upon the total abstinence principle ever afterward and it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well, if any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that truly be said of us and all of us. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, every one. End of section 5